guys. Welcome back. This is Let's Talk Television Conversations with Ashley and Renee. Season two, episode five. And today we're going to be reviewing. Okay, what's going on? Static. We're going to be reviewing Selling Sunset um, and upload both episode three. The funeral. The funeral. Yeah. Selling Sunset, the engagement. <laughs> so, so we're going to start with Selling Sunset. Oh, also, before I forget, the website is randomrecaps.wordpress.com. Got a little distracted with that. So Selling Sunset this week was all about the engagement of Mary to Romaine. Um, so they like, we get to see him ask her to be his wife in the beginning. And she's like shocked. <laughs> um, what do you think about that reaction there, Ashley? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on reality shows that seem pretty fake, including <laughs> this show, but that seemed genuine. That was that was real shock, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, you just never know, you know? Um I guess I, I really liked I really liked the beginning. At first I was wondering if I was watching the right show. I thought, <laughs> wait, did I did I press on on a movie? Because I thought that it was a movie, that how they had like the close-up of him making the coffee, mm-hmm. and then the slow pan to the dog, and them, and then he got in bed, and I was like, oh, okay, I see their faces, now it's them. I just, I really like the opening shot. It seemed a little bit like film. Uh, it was different. Um, yeah. It's funny, because obviously I've seen this a couple of times, but I don't remember this particular moment. Um, I, I think what, because I had seen it though, the ring situation is what came to mind because I couldn't remember what it was that was so weird about the ring. And then when they got to the office and she was explaining to them that it was moissanite. Yeah. I think in my mind, I'm like, first of all, why do you need to share that with them? That's. I guess for me, I've never been, haven't have a, had a lot of close girlfriends where we talk about stuff like that. Did in my twenties, but now it just seems like too much information. I'm just gonna go straight to the point. Like, would they really have known the difference if she didn't tell them? So I feel like it was really bothering her, but she didn't know how to say it. So yeah. she just put it, she put it out there to see what responses she would get. You know, this is a woman who's looking at like, was like millions of dollars to pay for a house and he's giving her a moissanite. She probably didn't know what to think. So she put it out and let her friends do the talking for her. You know, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? She, oh yeah, she, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah, because it's like, she could easily kept it to herself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. And maybe it's because I'm not a big wedding and ring girl. Like, 
I've never yeah. imagined what it would be like being engaged to. And I know that's pretty rare, but it's just never been part of my imagination or fantasy. My fantasies include like actually we're not even going to go there. Nothing nothing dirty or anything like that. Just, you know, they're they're my <laughs> personal things, but um, <laughs> That just, it never occurred to me because I guess because I'd never fantasize about being engaged to by a man. But yeah, I completely get what you're saying. What is the need to tell them that it's not, it's not real? Yeah, that was, to me, that was just like too, you know, like an overshare, you know, yeah. and the various reactions from, you know, Christine and Chriselle and the D- Davina. Um, and yeah. she like put it really out there, like, you know, maybe he should have waited to get you a, you know, a real ring, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is honestly, is kind of like high school, you know, because first of all, if she's happy about it, that's really what's important. Um, and to then bring it up, like, like, it's so bad that, oh, wow. Why did he even bother? Why didn't he wait and save up? I loved what's her name's reaction. The, the Israeli woman, what's her name? Maya. Maya, yeah, thank you. Maya is actually my favorite because she's the most grounded one in the group, at least thus far. But yeah. I love her reaction because it was kind of what I was thinking. She was like, what, moistenite? What, what does that mean? Is it like moist? And then she was is like, okay, moist? I'm going to search for it. Oh, okay, so it's a mineral. That's good. <laughs> yeah that was kind of funny but at least she didn't say it when in front of them she just went off and you know had her own opinion but she didn't like say it in the group I don't think she said it you know to her to Mary well that's not my so, style uh, yeah that's that's not really how she works um so and then Jason Mary's ex-boyfriend who is also her boss that's just like so twisted um it's like you want to believe that can be you know true but then is it (laughs) is it really that easy you mean about a boss and his employee being exes yeah for them to work together to like so well but you'll see later in the show how the people around them really feel about <clears throat> that situation but um even just up front you know it's almost like in a way she's flaunting her relationship to him you know in a way like she is but she's saying it's because they're still good friends but also she's probably thinking look what you missed you know i'm not waiting for you forever <laughs> oh yeah totally even if you are friends with an ex I think you still kind of want to make them jealous. Yeah, it's just it's just odd, kind of an oddball. And then at the party, they find out that they even own the dogs together. Oh, that was to me, weird. That was, that was over the top. But you know, honestly, people have their own way of dealing with life. I guess. Um, Ram- Ramon, what's his name? Romain. He's gonna. He's the Romain's gonna have be the one that deals with all that drama so you know did you see the look on his face during the dinner party it was so funny 
he kept he on doing like these weird things. To, he looked like he was about to vomit. And I understand <laughs> yeah. why. They were being really rude to him. I mean, yeah. they're like discussing about his fiance's former relationship with a dude that's sitting right there at the table who is yeah. her boss. And they just keep yeah. on going back and forth for half an hour. I, I understand his reaction. Yeah, that's what his, his brother was like, okay, 40 minute, 45 minutes of talking about this is way enough. This is enough. Let's move on. This. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of crazy. Um, some serious drama. And then Christine had to have the talk with her um, which I actually agree with Christine. And that was like two days ago. You didn't even know how you felt about, you know, having kids and you were all upset. Um, and that reminded me of that scene in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> what scene in Gilmore and, Girls? When Rory was crying on the floor of the bathroom. And Carl, oh. uh, I was like, I've never seen you ever do this, my beautiful daughter. And most importantly, I don't remember the last time I cleaned the bathroom floor. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then the next time she sees her, okay, I'm going to go back to Logan now. And I know I love Logan, but she did yeah. have a point that it happened really fast. And that was kind of, that was a comparison that it came to my mind. Like, hey, it's only been two days ago and now you're engaged to the guy that you were crying about. <laughs> I think that Christine's response to, her, to Mary's engagement was really rational and sane, and I think she she has a good head on her shoulders about that. But yeah. I still don't. Christine still annoys me. Like right, exactly. Um, <laughs> I know reality shows aren't completely reality. We all yeah. know that. We know. But that. either Christine is a really bad actress. Or, I don't know, I just feel like her reaction, it wasn't genuine. I felt mm. like she was acting for the camera. She didn't okay. actually seem upset to me. She didn't seem genuinely upset. It, it looked like she was putting on a show. Maybe that's just the way she is. That Maybe that's just the way she behaves. But it just didn't seem well, genuine to me. And it's funny, and because I felt the exact opposite. I felt like she was totally being genuine, really? and that Mary should have really understood what she was saying. I thought she would get it. I think that she really meant what she was saying. And for some reason, Mary is just like she's got her head in the clouds now for some reason. And yeah, I thought she was genuine. I um, think that although, she definitely. I think she Although, definitely cares about Mary, but I just yeah. like, didn't have the same response. I think she was genuine, but for some reason, I felt like she was kind of making it about her somehow. Um, yeah, I felt like she's making it about her, as in Christine, because she, maybe she feels like, okay, now you get engaged and you're going to end up coming to me crying again because it's not going to work. I feel like that's really what she was saying. Because when it falls apart, you're going to come and cry to me. So, yeah. Yeah, we do have to remember that, as she mentioned, Mary has been engaged, what, a couple times before? So she's yeah. had experience with this. Yeah, and see, Christina's had experience bit, with her. Yeah. 
it was a little bit over the top though when um she got up to leave and she was like you guys i had a great time but i'm gonna go now everybody knew why she was leaving i feel like she wanted to i was gonna say maybe she wanted to draw attention to herself or maybe it's just part of the show yeah that when she left i felt like it was about her but honestly maybe if there wasn't anything else to say she needed to leave (laughs) like she just she can't talk any sense to her she's just gonna leave the situation and let everybody you know have a good time without her so well does anybody in that group does anybody in that group think that mary's making the right choice I mean, it's not their choice to make, but... Does anyone, let me think. think That's a good question. everybody is understandably a little bit surprised. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. That's a good question. Does anyone think she's making the right choice? Her, uh, Romaine thinks she's making the right choice. (laughs) The dogs don't care. Yeah, Romaine Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I think Chriselle is like, oh, this is so sweet. But I yeah, think I was gonna mention yeah. I was gonna mention that maybe Chriselle, but Chriselle also is new to the group. Yeah, she she's about to open up a whole can of worms. I think next episode. So oh, we'll, I also we'll uh, discovered something about Chriselle. I'm not gonna mention it because I don't want any spoilers for later on in the show. Okay. But I I saw her in a uh, people. I saw a thing about her and people, and I was like, oh, wow, really? Um, I think I might have saw the same thing. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the actual show, basically, that was all there was. There was the engagement, um, and then there was the party afterwards. So oh, it was well- pretty, pretty basic. Seems short, actually, for some reason. Well, there was also the beginning segment where, I'm sorry, I'm bad at the names. I don't have the names down yet. The, I was going to say the pretty <gasps> Heather, 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 Heather. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So that Heather, was crazy. I, I liked her reaction. I thought that was <laughs> pretty, pretty accurate. And she handled it pretty well. And so what we're talking about, guys, is she had talked to the stager last time to fix this house and the stager's interpretation of what she meant was totally wrong like totally off like if there was a mind meld it was like a misfire <laughs> totally i mean that freaking bust she had in that living room that didn't even oh. go with the house what is she thinking this is like that looked more like for a victorian house of some sort you know if you had those little antique furniture and she was putting it with like a down home uh cow rug who is this woman? I, I just thought it was crazy. The decor itself, the staging, didn't exactly bother me. The individual, <laughs> the individual items, but as Heather said, it was very eclectic. And I think yeah, Heather that's was a word. saying eclectic <laughs> to be nice. I think it was code for something else. Yeah, code for what were you thinking? I mean, it wasn't the most horrifying staging, but it was just weird. It was just crazy to me. I'm sorry. I didn't like it at all. (laughs) And the bust just made it seem like she was speaking another language. The bust was the icing on the cake. 
<laughs> that that was the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess you would say. Because everything else, I was just like, okay, I can see this in like a Montana kind of yeah, keyboard Montana. <laughs> yeah, not not California. But then they zoom in on the bus, and I'm thinking, what the hell? Where did this come from? Yeah, guys, and the bus is kind of like almost like one of those. Uh, hero statues of like Athena and those guys, like Zeus, kind of a you know along those lines. Um, it just has nothing to do with cowhide rugs. No, <laughs> that's what made it so strange. <laughs> she must have had some cold medicine going on. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but Heather, um, Heather yeah. handled it very well. She said, "Okay, yeah." We need to backtrack a little bit and redo this. And it seemed like the, what's her title? The woman that stages? The stager, I don't know. The stager, okay, we'll go with yeah. that. The stager, <laughs> I couldn't tell if she was offended. I'm sure she was a little bit offended, but I was surprised that she kept on pushing it, that she yeah, wanted exactly. to stay like that. She should have shut up. I'm she sorry. should have just taken when the someone, constructive criticism. Yeah, when someone's telling you that, that you did something wrong, you just keep your mouth shut and listen. You just keep Take your notes. Shut. Take notes. <laughs> your ego might be a little bit wounded, but I mean, if you're an artist, that's just what naturally happens. Yeah, it was it was just so wrong. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. I I know that I remember Heather was had gotten upset about it. Um. Because, yeah, like he said, there was a time issue. You know, now they have to redo it. And then, of course, she's going to have to check it again. So that's just wasting time. Wasting time, wasting money. And, of course, the stager could actually blame it on Heather for being on the phone. And maybe not. Remember that time she was on the phone when she was talking to her? Maybe she wasn't as as clear as she should have been. She's wandering yeah. off talking to her boyfriend. So, yeah, maybe she remembers that too in her mind that maybe I should have been more clear. So maybe you know, they're the, both. It was a very, here. yeah, it was a very general explanation of what she wanted. You know, I thought yeah. she said, I thought she said minimal. I thought she said clean, like California, you know, Beverly Hills, clean, minimal. Um, but yeah, that wasn't what happened. So I'll have to go back and watch that. I do remember her saying that she wanted it to be clean and minimal in California yeah. kind of style. I think she got yeah. the clean and somewhat, somewhat minimal, right? But the California <laughs> stuff, no. Yeah. So what else did we have in this episode? We had Christine talking to her old friend, Jason. She was trying to sell yeah. him a home. Yeah, that's funny. You mentioned that. Jason and Christine, that was crazy. I, you know what I felt, though? I still felt like, even though she knew him, that he was not being as serious about the house as she needed him to be. He was too busy flirting. You know, yeah. and I, I think she really wanted him to be interested in the house. And now he's trying to date her. Um, but she seemed open to it. Um, 
but I, I don't think initially that was her goal. <laughs> I think she wanted him to look at that $40 million house and, you know, have more interest instead of trying to date her, which is seems to be one of the downfalls of being a beautiful real estate agent. Uh, except I don't think Christine's all that beautiful, but that's just in my opinion. Although she has the most amazing legs in the world. Oh my goodness, that woman has the most beautifully toned legs I've ever seen. But besides that, I guess that does kind of come with the territory of being a tall, blonde, real estate agent who is still pretty attractive. Right. Yeah, but I mean, of course they were already friends, but... You know, I just, I don't know. I, I guess I thought she cut him off about dating her. But maybe that's still coming up. Um, so. Oh, yeah. We, they didn't address it, that. I, okay, I'll give one spoiler. That's not the guy she marries. I'll just give that one spoiler. <laughs> oh, that's not surprising at all. But if you'll notice, she's already mentioned manifesting one time. And so I don't want to, I don't want to spoil, spoil it when it comes up. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring that up. She said that she's she used her bruja manifesting powers. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't know if that Heather might have said it too, but I, I know I know Christine talks about it later on. But um, cool. It was pretty cool. It's, it's fun to rewatch them. And uh, it's just sometimes it's kind of hard to hold when you know things are happening. <laughs> I can't wait so. to see what happens between Romaine and Mary. I'm guessing that yeah. it's not going to work out. Who knows? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Was there anything else that we missed on there? Uh Oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was... Um, regarding Christine and Jason when they're at dinner together and we already touched on how he obviously wanted to date her because she brought up how she was going on a on a date the following night and he had this disappointed look on his face but during that dinner she was also talking about her tragic story of being bullied in high school because she was so tall and pretty mm. I can definitely understand her being bullied for being tall. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a shorty. I'm a short girl, so I don't personally understand that, but I can understand how she would get made fun of for that, and that's not okay. But then when she brought up the other girls were jealous of me, I'm like, no, why did you have to add that? That I was actually feeling some empathy for you, and now I'm taking that back. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. That yeah, was like I said, every... thing I wanted to add. Yeah, everybody's got their viewpoints, you know. That's what she thought. Maybe it just probably, you know, makes us feel better to feel like that sometimes. So... Well, I'm sure that other girls were jealous of her because she was blonde. I mean, that's the way our culture is. Even if a girl isn't really beautiful just whenever people see a tall blonde crossing the street even if they don't see her face they're like ding ding oh my god there's a tall blonde 
I'm right? interested. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yep, I forgot about that part. But I think you covered it. <laughs> so, we'll see so what comes up next for those two. Our next show. Yes. Ready for some upload, guys. This week was Jason's funeral after I guess the significant amount of days, 3 days is kind of significant in the world of dying, you know, the that one person that was raised from the dead 3 days later. 3 days tends to come up a lot when it surrounds death. So on the third day or the third episode, we have Jason's funeral. Did you say Jason <laughs> or you mean Nathan? Nathan. Nathan. You're still thinking Nathan's about funeral. selling Sunset. Yeah, I am. Apparently, Jason is in this episode too. But it's Nathan's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it starts out with them getting ready for it. And he's talking to um, his girlfriend, present past girlfriend. Um about it and she's still getting it all ironed out and it's so kind of weird you know because she's in one world and he's in the other world and the part that I thought was just so wrong <laughs> was when she had him picking out the suit for the funeral now my assumption even though I know it's upload is that he was going to be lying in a casket and so yeah. I didn't remember you know so when they're picking out this is kind of cool though guys so they're picking out what he's going to wear and he gets to try it on virtually what do you think about that i thought that was pretty fun i thought that was really cool that seems like something that is pretty much right around the corner unless people are already doing that people are already doing that trying stuff yeah. on virtually yeah all you, you can try things upload, up. all you have to do is upload your photo Right, exactly. You can do that with glasses all the time. Yeah, and lipstick. <laughs> I didn't know about the lipstick. Yeah, um, I had an option the other day to try it on online. Um, I decided to just use the model, but yeah, there was an option to upload a picture. So, so the trying on these outfits, and the one that they ended up picking was so stupid. It was like Peter Pan, all green and the yeah. pants were short and and they had green socks on and it's like he looks like an elf why would he want to go anywhere looking like that i just did not understand why she would pick that and certainly why he would do it that was the weirdest thing to me like does he have you know that was I weird what did you think of? i didn't understand that either I, I mean, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but I just didn't get the reasoning behind him wearing that. Yeah, because there was a couple that before it that were way better, like actual nice suits. Like the one before it was kind of like a slick green, but at least it looked like an adult suit. You know, <laughs> even though it looked like it would probably be worn by an Indian man, just like that slick kind of like, you know, there were, sometimes they wear like the dress type things. Yeah. Um, but it still looked better than what they picked. So I didn't understand that. I don't know. Maybe it was to show that Ingrid had control over his choices. 
Yeah, that's what I think. Because the guy even said it that was helping him. Well, you know, it's her money. But yeah, that was so weird that they picked that one. I still just didn't get it. He didn't seem to care. He yeah, actually thought it was cool. Me. Yeah, totally lost his sense of taste when he died, I guess. <laughs> so what did, did he you have think, any before? What did you think about the funeral in general? Um, Again, it the wasn't service. what I was... Yeah, I was thinking that he would be in a casket, but apparently it's some kind of like a viewing room where, where he could be seen like through the wall guys and they're like in another room on the opposite side. So basically he was... Well, what's his name? Luke went with him, the guy from the Lakeview. To, luckily he did because otherwise he would have just been standing there by himself. Um, and so the, the people who were alive were in the other room so they could just see him through this glass partition which is supposed to be like a between worlds type thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like he's he's projected into this room for them to see him. And then it was just like the worst funeral ever. I mean, they didn't seem to be paying him a lot of attention. Some people came over and talked to him. His girlfriend seemed busy with other things. And like he said, even when it's supposed to be time for her to talk about him, she literally didn't bring him up. Yeah. She referenced that guy... Uh... The four, the, the guy that was, yeah, the four minute guy, which we didn't mention that yet, I guess. Yeah. So at the beginning of the episode, we have Nora. She's on the bus, I guess, coming home from work on her way home. And she's looking at a video along with everybody, along with all the other passengers. And it's this guy that died. I don't know how long ago he died, if he's been dead for long. I kind of assumed he had been. But anyway he's getting his memories uploaded into his body which now let's explain what the body is it's a 3d body like a printed out a 3d printout of a body is what what they were using i just thought that he had been on ice all this time i didn't realize that well i swear that they said it was a 3d printout of the body but they're supposed to be saving the bodies so i don't know maybe i heard it wrong I swear something was a 3D printout, but go ahead. Well, either way, um, he gets his memories uploaded into a body. And he's all like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I can actually use all my senses. I can feel everything. And then he starts licking his fingertips and saying that he can smell his own sweat which is kind of gross, but I'm sure super cool for him because he's been dead all this time. And then his nose starts bleeding oh. and his ears start bleeding. Yeah, and then his head just exploded open and explodes. So basically the first experiment with uploading back into the body was not successful. So he's like the no. first person to try it. He paid like $4 billion for the opportunity. And um, and it just didn't work. So he was hurt trying to tell them, hurry up and, you know, get me out of this. So apparently I don't think he made it back to the, wherever he had been resting. No, I don't think so, he made it back at all. <clears throat> now, the only things that I don't like about this is um, 
you know, a lot of this for me is based based on consciousness. And I feel like sometimes when they have these things in the TV show, you know, there's kind of a mix of people who don't want to be involved with this kind of thing. You know, it's, you know, it's artificial intelligence. It's, you know, it's technology. It's, you know, mixing consciousness and AI. And I mean, there's people who actually are against this kind of a thing. But what I don't like about it is it kind of gets into the realm of don't even, you know, we shouldn't even be trying it kind of way of thinking, you know, like that's so weird that he blew up, see how gory it is so that we might have the idea that maybe it's not a great idea and they don't actually show the, the fact that we are already are uploaded into a body you know we are consciousness inside of a body already like presently that's what we are so if you're not aware of that and you're watching the show then you might think it's distasteful not realizing that you're already experiencing it so i just want to put that out there yeah well anyway. people are people in general are um they're pretty afraid of change and advancement, especially <laughs> especially in technology. It's it's just because they're not used to it. I remember when self self checkout was first a thing, and I thought, "What's the need for that? How is that going to work?" How? And then I said to myself, "Okay, wait it out and see what it's going to be like." You know, I just I wasn't used to it, and that's just a minor thing right there. But people are just so resistant to what they don't know. Right. Not everyone. Well, anyway. Oh, no. It's never everyone. There's always, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, it's a matter of being aware that it's available. And that's kind of why I was saying it for people who are not aware of how things work and how sometimes these shows, they do have their own little soapbox of the way that they present things is for a purpose. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. That's just the way TV or anything is. They have their own, you know, what they're trying to portray. You know, the show that I'm working on, there's certain things that we want to portray. Um, and I'm just kind of given an opposite side of how, you know, it's not as not as unusual as you might think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so back anyway, to, back the to funeral. the service. We got, we got on that tangent because it is an important part of the episode but you were yeah. bringing up how Ingrid didn't even mention Nathan in her speech yeah, yeah. She brought she's up talking about guy. the guy yeah exactly talking about that guy um and you know I understand she meant it to be a good thing because she at this moment is interested in getting Nathan back into her world using that process that he used and it was four minutes to her was an accomplishment that it worked for that long, which mm-hmm. is fine. But still, like he said, you could have mentioned me. <laughs> yeah, at his own funeral. Yeah. Like you said, that was the worst funeral ever. <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, we had Nathan's old friend hitting on Ingrid and saying that, uh, are, are you still with that guy? You still with Nathan? Why don't you just basically come home with me? And then you've got 
the and then he leaves he doesn't even stay around yeah. <laughs> to talk and then he talk, leaves. talk about him and yeah then he leaves. and then you've got the attendee who actually changes the channel from nathan's memories that are being projected Weird. onto the screen <laughs> i said projected yeah. i'm feel like i'm back in the 80s but you know what i mean they're showing right memories on a large screen and then one of the attendees changes the channel because he wants to see the football score how sad is yeah that? he yeah that's how bored he is with the with the funeral he just wants to see what's going on with the game well some people didn't even come to the funeral because they went to the game so yeah at least that <laughs> guy went to the funeral i guess yeah and the random memories they were so random it's like she couldn't spend an extra few bucks to get some memories that made sense. She just got random memories. I mean, I'm I sure there so. had to be there had to be a way for her to get some to pick them out at least to where they made so, sense for for remembering. It's just a random stream. So that we had memories other than him jerking off and uh, <laughs> yeah. playing. I don't even, they were so random and boring. I don't even re- even remember the rest of them. Yeah, like, they what were, were the it was like, he was watching I don't know. Games. I just, it's like no one cared. It's like she didn't care enough to make it special for him, knowing yeah. he was going to be there. Like, like he said, this is the only funeral I ever planned to go to of my own. And this is how it turns out. I mean, it's, it's not a good, you know, and I guess maybe it's supposed to represent that, oh, his life was kind of a waste. But, you know, even his parents were there. They could have done it at least for his parents, you know, to make them feel good, if nothing else. And they were just like a second thought. His mom came over to the window for a minute and she was sad. And his uncle wanted to talk, but apparently he's not the kind of guy that he wanted to talk to. But yeah, it was just kind of a... And honestly, the episode seemed a little short. It did. But I, I really think they were just trying to show maybe he wasn't, I don't know. The best part to me of the funeral was his ex-girlfriends. They seemed to have fun. <laughs> that was my now, favorite part, too. Yeah, at least they were talking to each other. Um, and they were able to watch everything going on without having to really interact with a few, you know, he said hi to them at least. and. He saw his angel was there. That was the best part. Nora he saw Nora. Yeah, she was there. And she got to talk to the people that actually liked him, which was a good thing. You know, his ex-girlfriends. So they I didn't seem like to... That they didn't, I also like that they didn't have his exes being catty to each other. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. They were, they were confident cool. enough to be like, yeah, we all kind of hooked up with him and... We dated him and there was a brief time in between us but whatever yeah they didn't they weren't like mean about it or anything yeah that was refreshing yeah because the rest of it was just like a <laughs> yeah not very There's complimentary a, they seem to be the exact opposite of ingrid who yes seems, i wouldn't call her insecure but she's selfish very much self-serving she's very selfish and she's very self-serving and she's like that traditional generalized catty bitchy woman like when she says to to nathan's cousin yeah when when she says to nathan's cousin fran 
oh just to let you know we have some deep conditioning masks in the goodie bags and that was that was her response to feeling that Fran was just being mean to her that was her defense to mention her appearance yeah do you get what I'm saying yeah that was her go to is to to put her down instead of listening to her yeah yeah that that was her go to and it and just it being about her her appearance her physical appearance said so much to me and also when um, the cousin Fran came over to the window and she mentioned to him about somebody thinking he'd been murdered at least we're getting we're getting this like seeding of something isn't right which he needs to hear um, because he really doesn't seem he hasn't paid much attention to it at this point Um, but you know there was something in the random memories that also was important I guess I think one of his friends was talking to each other and he he was there, but I think at that time he wasn't paying much attention. Uh, but I think he was able to see it as he was watching it as a memory. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but they were talking something that he, I guess he was standing there, but he wasn't like taking it in. But this time he was able to hear what they were saying. I could be wrong. One of the random memories. We'll see what happens later with that. I think it was kind of like the memory was blurred. So yeah. the memory was was there, but he just couldn't remember everything that happened. Right. Yeah. He's still... Yeah, it's only been three days. He's still getting a hang of everything. Oh, so, that's yeah. right. It's only been three days. Yeah. Episode three. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I like the way they're doing the dates, so... Oh, Okay, so you said your favorite part of the episode was Nathan's exes. Yeah. My absolute favorite part was when the preacher said Nathan was a son, a friend, a one-time catalog model. And of course, Nathan inserts actually two-time. And then he finishes by saying, accomplished barista and an avid fan of a violent children's game. It's so sad. You yeah, know? that made him that made him sound pitiful. It did. It made him sound very pitiful. Yeah. And then he's looking at her like, that's what you came up with? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Just speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. So all yes. in all, this episode was, it seemed pretty short. I don't know if it was actually I don't know shorter. why. I don't know why it seemed short. I mean, obviously it wasn't. It just seemed short to me. I think it's yeah. because most of it was about the one topic. And so, you know, it just kind of all flowed in together. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like different things going on. Just like, you know, that beginning with the guy in the funeral, you know, there wasn't a lot of other, other things happening. But yeah, it was pretty cool still. Still good. It was a good episode to illustrate Nathan's life and how somewhat pitiful it was. I mean, he had good business choices and good business instincts, I guess, maybe. Oh, we didn't bring that up at all. That's a really important part of the episode. When Nora calls 
the guy that was gonna invest in Nathan's and his uh, partner's business. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. And then he says to Nora that one of them didn't want to sell. And he finds out Nora lets him know that one of them is dead. And he's like, which one? The quiet one or the attractive one? (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Which was pretty awesome. But anyway, he gets all cagey after that. Once he he finds out that one of them is dead. Yeah, I think he hung up on her, right? Yeah, he hung up on her. Yeah. So we got we got something going on there. Yeah, I I like. Yeah, it's good to get the uh, the little clues in there. It's very important for you to be, you you know, excited to see what's happening next time. (laughs) Yeah. You got anything else to add about it? Um, Yeah, something came through and it just went away again. So I guess we're good for now. Okay. Well, you can always bring it up in next week's episode. Right. Yeah. So, guys, that's it for Upload. Um, This week, I'm going to be reviewing an old show. I should have got... I'm sorry. I meant to have when it was aired. Sleepy Hollow. I know. It's... I want to say from 2013 and there's a couple of reasons why I picked this um, I'm sure there's someone you can watch all shows so I feel like it's kind of irrelevant now <laughs> as far as which my extra shows are whether they're old or new but um, I'm going to keep it kind of general but one of the reasons I picked this one today is I had um, I thought about having been at Sleepy Hollow Cemetery a couple days ago. Um, the thought a Sleepy was a couple Hollow, days. A Sleepy Hollow Sleepy, Cemetery? I was at Sleepy Hollow Cemetery around 2017. Oh. And it was kind of interesting because when we were there, it was kind of like we were thinking, wait a minute, Sleepy Hollow? Isn't Sleepy Hollow in New York? How are we in Sleepy Hollow in Massachusetts? But apparently there's Sleepy Hollow, New York. And then there's a Sleepy Hollow Cemetery in Concord, Massachusetts, where we happen to be. And what it is, they have... So we were able to see the gravestones for Louisa May Alcott, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau. It was very cool. Um, And and the... um, the gravestone that I remembered the most, even I don't even know whose name it was, it was so old, but it had clouds engraved on the top part. And then somewhere on it, it had Immortel, I-M-M-O-R-T-E-L-E. So it was kind of a mystery. I still have not figured out whose gravestone that was. I had thought of that. And then today I remember loved I know Ashley loved that show Sleepy Hollow mm-hmm. um with Tom Meeson who played Ichabod Crane Nicole Bahari who played Abby and Orlando Jones was Frank uh Clancy Brown was the sheriff and so what it was it's like Ichabod Crane had been raised from the dead 
and he wasn't looking for his head so much. <laughs> well, maybe he was. <laughs> but he ended up being one of the two witnesses who was supposed to save the world. And the other witness uh, was Abby, who was played by Nicole. And so we followed them through like, what, four or five seasons, I think? Four seasons. And for and what happened at the end is Nicole got written off um, because of some miscommunication. I read an article a while back about that. But the show itself was very kind of supernatural and scary and fun. And, you know, there was this kind of uh, what a fun relationship between Ichabod and Nicole. And I know there was a lot of fandom who wanted them to be, you know, more romantic. But they had just like a really good friendship. And mm-hmm. he was very old fashioned. And so he's still married to <laughs> Uh, Katrina played by Katya Winter so he's not looking for romance even though that may be what fans think of but they were just really good working together she was the uh, 20th century uh, person as opposed to him being from the 1800s so he's learning about technology from her he's learning how the world works from her And so they're just complimenting each other like they were a team. And I really like the show. I'm going to let you say what you think, what you thought about it, Ashley. Well, I like that it was a supernatural show too. And I like the dynamic between the two leads and how he's kind of this heroic character, but at the same time, he's pretty nerdy. And I think it's just, it's probably based on him being from an earlier time period two centuries ago and he doesn't know what's going on but I just love that dynamic between them I think it's so cool when when TV shows and movies do that I'm a big fan of bringing somebody back or uh, bringing somebody to the future from the past and how they navigate the new world exactly yeah so that that's what they were really good about doing is mixing his way of thinking from that time period with her you know kind of she's like an afro-american woman Uh, she's also someone who's experienced super but was never able to share it publicly and after meeting him she's able to explain to him what's happening and together they're able to figure out the connection that they have which was you know important to the show because she fought it at first and her sister was just funny i thought she would be further up what's her last name is greenwood but i don't remember her first name she had a sister with names yeah it's been a voice on this page but she had a sister in the show they had the same experience uh, with the supernatural, seeing things and being told that they were just dreaming or, or that they, they were, were lying. Crazy. Yeah, I thought they were making it up to get attention. And so she pretty much had lived her life, you know, shut up about it. But one who did believe her 
who was the sheriff, uh, Clance, played by Clancy Brown. So she had been able to talk to him about it over the years. So yeah, um, that's generally, you know, what it's about. It's a very um, ensemble-related show. And I would recommend it if you can find it. Um, I didn't have a chance to look and see where it is right now, but I feel like it may be on one of those uh, NBC. What is it? Was it on NBC or CBS? I think it was NBC. I want to say it's on, I think it may still be on NBC. Uh, on the older shows that they um, tend to have hanging around through the app. <laughs> But if you can find it, I recommend it. It's very fun. It's very addictive. Kind of scary, you know, kind of silly. Because uh, him and Abby, you know, just always cracking each other up or, you know, annoying each other. You know, it's very fun. Very, very fun overall. So I recommend that show. Yeah, we have the, the past integrated into the future where it's kind of like this buddy cop thing going on <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly just like uh what was it nathan fillion and katia on castle kind of like yeah. that but this yeah. is more like you're dealing with two different mindsets that are not 20th century thinking you know he's like literally thinking from when he was you know when he was alive before, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's fun. Like I said, I recommend it. So and there's- Oh, I was gonna say, it's actually pretty perfect for this time of year if you're looking for something new to watch, especially with Halloween coming up right around the corner. Mm, yeah, we don't want to think about that, but- Why not? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's a great show. And yeah, I recommend it. I give it five stars. All right. Okay. All right, guys. So that's what we have for today. Uh, Next week, we'll be back reviewing um, Dynasty, I believe. If not, we'll let you know on the website, but it should be Dynasty. We should have at least one episode. Right. Be sure and leave feedback on shows that you might have interest in having us discuss on the web, the group at facebook.com forward slash let's talk television. And until next time, bye. Ta-ta.